Blog Talk Radio.
Good morning, good morning, good morning. The music played a little bit longer on today, but that's okay. I um, know how to stop the music. I thank God. Wow, I thank God, I thank God. I don't know um, if it's raining where you are, but it's definitely raining here, and it's supposed to rain all day long. And for some of you, I actually sent you a a song that practically went with it. It was talking about rain, and it's talking about rain on us, Lord. And so, like I said, the timing was just um, phenomenal because I was like, oh, my goodness, it's raining, and it's raining pretty hard out there. So, once again, welcome, welcome, welcome on this 9-11 day. Wow. We know that um, America has a a memorial-type thing that they use for 9-11, but today when I was looking at it, I was looking at it differently as just plain old 911, not 911 22, but 911, emergency call for the Lord, for our family, for our friends, for our youth, for the people who have lost loved ones, for the people who are dealing with, um, you know, self-genocide, just so many things going on, just a reminder of how important it is to pray for our loved ones. So I'm going to check and see if anyone's um, available to pray for our service on this morning. Um, so anyone available this morning to pray for us? And praise God. Praise God, praise God. This is Minister Margo and it is my privilege to pray as we begin our worship and recognition of God's grace and love on this morning, I had really not thought about (laughs) 9-11, but we know whenever we call, wherever we are, whatever we experience, God hears our cry. So as we look to God this morning, let's just begin by worshiping him. By praising him, by magnifying his name, by giving him the glory, because he alone is worthy of our praise. He alone who is Alpha and Omega, who is beginning and end, who is the creator of all things, who has made everything that we see, everything that we know, everything that we experience. Experience is because of his love and care. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for life, for health, for strength, for knowledge, and most of all, for wisdom of you. That we know with honoring you. So we honor you. We worship you, and we thank you for another day. We thank you, God, for being the head of our lives. And we pray for all those who are seeking and searching to make you the head of their lives. Because that is what makes all the difference in this experience that we call life. Knowing God, treasuring him, worshiping him, serving him is what makes life worthwhile. And we thank you for worthwhile lives. We thank you for being able to serve you. We thank you for being able to call on you. We thank you for the sacrifice that your son made on our behalf. We thank you for the blood that he shed for us, and we ask you to cover this our weakness, but to cover us with his blood, his sacrifice, and to see us through his righteousness. Ah, yes, yes, through his Righteousness, And we thank you for the gift of the Holy Ghost, who is with us and in us and empowers us if we just accept him by faith. Thank you, God, for all that you have done, 
for all that you are doing and for all that you will do. For each and every one listening, for each and every one looking to you, depending on you, trusting you all the more, all the more, all the more. Help us to be grateful. No matter what it is, we are to say thank you. Thank you for this challenge. Thank you for this circumstance. Thank you because you're with me. He's with us, thanks. He's with us. All we need to do is lean on him, believe him, and worship him. God, I ask you to be with your servant today, strengthen her, encourage her, give her and make her the bold witness that you have called her to be. But this time, you have brought her to the service of the kingdom for such a time as this. We thank you for a possible election. We ask you, God. Word her mouth. Encourage her all the more. Be with her and each of us as we look to you today, each day, each moment. And we trust you the more. In Jesus' name we pray. And give you the thanks, Lord. Amen and amen. Amen, amen, amen. I thank God for that rhema prayer and its alignment with what he has given me um, on today. Uh, Just the timing of God and the wisdom of God and the yielding of um, his servant, um, minister, you know, Margo, you just, um, I would just ask the listeners to remember her prayer as the word goes forth on today and um, listen to it holistically. So if I was to give what God has me to talk about on today, if I was to give it a title, it would be a long title because it would be false positives that are really wins during the various phases of the road to God's perfecting and the road to complete healing and wholeness in the midst of the battles and wars in life. So I said false positives. Um, First, I'll start off with a quick transparent testimony and then I'm going to also talk about it some more and what we're talking about today. Um, I thought, although my um, sister had passed uh, 18 July and we went through a lot of things, I thought because of the peacefulness that I had been having and um, although my sister Renee just got out the hospital recently, and um, we had other things going on, I thought, okay, well, I've had these various victories, so I believe I've already experienced all of the things that I need to experience in in order to go through the seven stages of grief. But what I realized was that actually the enemy was trying to get me to throw in the towel or to rejoice and celebrate too soon. And it was because I had been winning various battles in the war for my complete healing and wholeness. But see, there's seven stages of grief. The first one, disbelief and shock. The second one, denial. The third one, guilt and pain. The fourth one, bargaining. And then the fifth one, anger. And then depression and acceptance. And so because I went through the first four so quickly, I was thinking, hmm, I must have already gone through the others 
But it was like I heard the voice of God say to me, congratulations, Cecilia. Yeah, you've already went through disbelief and shock, which was the first stage. Congratulations. Congratulations, Cecilia. You've already made it through the second stage, and I've healed you, and I'm making you even the more whole. Congratulations, you've made it through guilt and pain, third stage. Congratulations, you made it through bargaining. Even though it appeared that you were catapulted through all four of those stages, right into the fifth stage that has been gripping you and consuming you and and playing like a trick-or-treat on you. It was like it was trick-or-treat day, but it was a vicious cycle of trick-or-treat. And so you were getting a treat of peace here and triumph there and overcoming there, but then here comes the tricks here. Here comes the tricks there. And I And I felt like, God was saying to me, baby girl, even though I'm not a, a a young, young person, I felt like he was saying, baby girl, you, you've done some uh, healing. Yes, you have. But I need to show you a few things to show you you're not fully healed yet. So some of the negatives that I had uh celebrated was that I wasn't getting as easily angered by people and and with people. I noticed that some of the people I work with and work around, that although they were lying and gossiping, still the same, I wasn't getting angry by it anymore because I was allowing them to be human. I wasn't making excuses for them because I was still praying for their salvation. I was still asking God to deliver them. Yes, he was allowing me to rebuke the self-righteous and and things that I had seen. But when you see something, you say something. Yes, he had allowed me to let go of a few negative relationships and even some negative things. And yes, he had reminded me about how he had delivered me from various Fears, the fears of failing at this or failing at that or past failures or being transparent, you know, him telling me stop trying to be so private, but put it out there. Let the people know that it doesn't matter how long you've been saved and even whatever titles people give you still have struggles, whether they're things of insecurity or things that you're ashamed of or things that he's taught you to embrace, whether they were losses or gains. But either way, you're giving God the glory. He's teaching you, Cecilia, Minister Margo, Minister Renee, Pastor Troy, Prophet Antoine, Dr. Wright, Missionary Tony, Minister Ron, Reverend Lawrence, He's teaching you how to give God the glory in everything. So I was excited yesterday. I had got a check in the mail, and I was bragging to somebody about how I got the check in the mail, and they were just so excited for me. And then God said, after you finish celebrating, after they finish uh, hearing how excited you are, he says, not tell them how much the check was for. And I was just so excited. I said, and my check was worth $3.75, and I was still praising them. You would have thought I had got a million dollars or more. I was just so excited. And there was silence on the other end of the phone. It was like they were saying, she had me celebrating with her for $3.75? Yes, $3.75. And then they said, well, at least. That's a gallon of gas, and I said, not for my car, because I have to use uh, 91% or more. I said, but look, it's still some gas. And so then I thought about how God was 
teaching me how to treat um, people and to speak to people, even the veteran, how he was uh, helping me with promotions in the spirit realm and how to praise him. Like I said, excited that God took that um, time to have that person print out and write out that $3.75 check with the stamp on it probably even cost more than that. But God, I was so impressed. I was like, God, I just want to thank you. I mean, the peace of knowing that I'm going to be retiring and enjoying life if the Lord allows and how knowing that God has blessed me beyond anything I could ask or think and that he's blessed so many of the men and women of God that love him and how he's teaching me how to set limits, how to not just teach people how to handle me, but how to use the wisdom of God and setting those limits where if you don't know that foul language bothers me, and you can just use it around me, I'll just get off the phone. I'll just, you know, uh, end the conversation. Um, if you don't know that you're nice, nasty, is it's not making it because when you're nice, nasty to me, you're nice, nasty to God. How do I know that? Because he created me in his likeness and his image. And when you're acting nice, nasty, that's not God. And so I know you're allowing the enemy of our soul to consume you because you don't even know how to be pleasant with others. But you think your nice, nasty is fooling them. When God was showing me how to relax and how to bask in his presence and in his peace and into accepting the limitations that not only I may have, but others may have, but when I embrace the limitations on my life, that means I embrace God's limitlessness. He has no limits. So when I turn to God and I say, God, I believe, but help thy my unbelief. God, I worship you and I adore you, but take me higher in my worship. God, I'm praying and seeking you, but take me deeper and more intimate in my prayers and seeking you. Well, he may say, so where are you going? Where are you going, sis? Where are you going? Well, where I'm going is I was just so excited about the $3.75, and I was so excited about all of the things God was doing and the fact that I had time off um, to spend with my family. And although my wrench came on in my car and although the check engine light came on in the car, too, I was like, what in the Sam Houston <laughs> is going on? I said, my sister's in the hospital, and she's not doing well. And, and, and I was just thinking about all of these things that were going on, but yet I was still saying, God, I'm content, and I know how to abound and how to abase. But then God allowed another task to come to let me know that I was still being healed in the anger stage. Although all these other things I was praying, you know, with and for my sister, and I was, you know, like I said, just all excited about the $3.75 and just on and on. Well, we had a court date on Thursday. And after the court date was over, I found myself disappointed and angry again. I found myself with tears filling my eyes and tears running down my face because of the anger. Because, see, I think I told you all before, I cry when I'm happy, I cry when I'm angry, and I cry when I'm sad. So it will be the same Thing, just tears And so because Of that feeling I wrote someone And I asked them the question And these are the questions That I asked them Is it true That in Chicago That if you murder 
someone and the way my sister was murdered, that a person can get away with it, having it classified as an accident and not vehicular manslaughter. And then I said, what are the statistics on how many times this has happened in Chicago and Illinois as a whole? How many families, this was the next question, have been destroyed by this type of murder and careless disregard for law and human life? And then I told them, I said, my heart, my mind, and more are truly overwhelmed. I wrote them and said, I laid down my life, and I put it on the line in combat and in the military over and over again and in the medical field dealing with all types of sick people and even when we were in the war zone and my job was to take care of the enemy. I didn't take care of us. I took care of the enemy. And I realized that I wrote them that because I was disappointed and angry. And then God used um, Prophet Antoine to validate and confirm the things that I was feeling and, and how I needed to concentrate on my focus and various things of that with um, the message that he preached. But also, God had me put a word of knowledge on Facebook that I thought I was encouraging others, but I was really encouraging others and encouraging myself. And so what I wrote was, be ready, be ready, be ready, after I had given greetings people of God, for God to use you to set records, break records, Generational curses start and finish what so many others did not for God's glory and to do it humbly. I'm screaming and shouting while dancing. Do it for your glory, Father God. Do it for your glory, Father. It is so and so it is. Right now, right now, Lord, be glorified. And this was about, I saw a race where Noah Lyles had just demolished a world record in the 200-meter race. And it was where at the beginning of the race, his focus was on winning the race. And not only did he win it, he broke the record. And then I found myself coming back later, writing on Facebook, Greetings, Father God. Please begin it in me, with me, for your glory, God, for your glory. Not knowing that he had already began it in me. And he already was using me. Because like I have said on last week, although loss and grief are a part of life, I've learned, and I'm yet learning. So is anger. But it's like my son Brandon said to me many, many weeks ago, Mom, what are you doing with the anger? How are you dealing with it? Because, see, remember, we forget that God himself showed us that not only had he repented, that he has been angry. It has been said that God gets angry when he desires us to change our appetite and our practice of sin, and he wants us to desire more of him and hungering for his ways. See, remember, God created us to fellowship with him. Remember, God created us 
so that we would have an intimate relationship with him. Remember, many of us are having that intimate relationship with the devil, and that angers God. Because, see, we forget that in Second Chronicles 7, chapter 12 through 22, he's talking to Solomon, he's saying, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and heal their land. Uh-huh. Practicing sin and thinking that the land of your heart and your mind and your total being is going to be healed, that's not what this says. It says, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal the land. But first, they have to turn. Mm-hmm. They have to humble themselves. They have to pray and seek God. They have to crave like it's a required necessity, like oxygen. Mm. My God. Because, see, later on in those same verses, it talks about what will happen if you don't. It talks about how his father, David, he had covenant with him. And it talks about how failing to worship him, failing to follow him, failing to turn from our wicked ways will cause him to uproot the very kings and the nations that he created. See, it tells us about all of the good things that he's going to do first. But then it also tells us about what happens when we abandon God, when we abandon the God of our fathers, when we abandon the gods of our, our our grandparents, it tells us about how the adversary, the evil one, will be the one that we're um, serving so we will get the repercussions of choosing to reject God and accept the little G's, my God. See, in Genesis 6, verses 6 through 7, it says, The Lord regretted that he had made mankind on earth, and he was deeply grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy, I annihilate mankind, whom I have created from the surface of the earth, not only man, but the animals and the crawling things and the birds of the air, because it deeply grieves me to see mankind sin, and I regret that I have made them. Mm. When God repents and regrets that he's made us, First mm, mm, mm. Samuel 15, verse 10 to 11, then the word of the Lord came to Samuel saying, I regret that I made Saul king, for he has turned away from following me and has not carried out my commands. Samuel was angry over Saul's failure, and he cried out to the Lord all night. See, consequently, we forget that in the Word, it talks about how God said he would repent and how he repented at least 11 other times. Additionally, Sometimes we forget that God himself, how he was angry against us, his creation, his people. And because of his grace and his mercy, he has not completely annihilated us like the scriptures talked of before. First King eleven nine through ten says, So the Lord became angry with Solomon because his heart was turned away from the Lord and the God of Israel who had appeared to him twice and had commanded him concerning this thing. 
that he should not follow other gods. But he did not observe, remember, or obey what the Lord commanded. Second Kings, 17th chapter, 18th verse. Therefore the Lord was very angry with Israel and removed from his sight. None of the tribes were left except the tribe of Judah. Ephesians 4, verses 26 through 31 says, Be angry at sin, at immortality, and injustice and ungodly behavior, yet do not sin. Do not let your anger cause you shame, nor allow it to last until the sun goes down. And do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge or nurturing anger or harboring resentment or cultivating bitterness. The thief who has become a believer, mm, must no longer steal, but instead he must work hard, making an honest living, producing that which is good with his own hands, so that he will have something to share. See, we have to know that later on, this verse goes on to say, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, but seek to please him by whom you were sealed and marked and branded as God's own. For the day of redemption, the final deliverance from the consequences of sin. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, which is perpetual amnesty, resentment, strife, fault finding, slander be put away from you along with every kind of malice. That even includes verbal abuse. Lamentations three forty seven through sixty even goes on to talk about the pitfalls and the ruins and the destruction. Come. It goes on to talk about how there's pits and, and thrown rocks at us. People may be doing this to us all our lives. It goes on to talk about how we're crying and asking for relief. And it also talks about the Lord being that relief and knowing that the vengeance is the Lord's. See, while I and you have not always fully understood where to be angry but sin not, a lot of times we forget that although God was angry and he wanted to annihilate that which he created, he repented, he relented, he didn't hurt us. Listen to the words to this song by Laura uh, Hacker-Pat. She says, anger, you're a bitter friend. You stabbed me in the back again, tricking me with fantasies of vindication, satisfaction. Slipping on the yoke of pain, you steal from me with twisted games, robbing days and precious gifts that are wrapped an earthly package. Why do you lie in your pride? Revenge is most sweet when it dies. Don't let that bitter root hide, for there is life on the other side. Sleepless nights, my mind replays, waiting for apologies. I've been wronged. Does no one see? My soul cries out, how can it be? Will it ever be okay? I've lost what cannot be repaid, my God. Forgiveness seems like just a word. You say to push the pain away. Until you see him, 
on that cross, naked and bleeding and bruised, bearing the blows for the sins, crying, Abba, Father, forgive them. Oh, I will bear those blows. Oh, punish me for them. Oh, I will take the pain. Oh, punish me for them. Until you see him on the cross, naked and bleeding and bruised, bearing the blows for the sins, crying, Abba, Father, forgive them. Crying, Abba, Father, forgive them. When God reminded me of the word of God, this song to me that I had never, ever, ever even heard before, that the very name of it is anger. Mm. See, sometimes we think that our anger is merited. Me, Lord. I'm looking in the mirror. I'm talking about me. Sometimes we forget that if anybody, anybody should be angry, It should have been Christ. How we have the nerve to reject him died for each and every one of us. How we have the nerve to reject God when he sent his son. When we have the nerve to reject his Holy Spirit when he sent him to us our creator, our savior, to ensure that we would not be comfortless. For when we're angry and we're to sin not, when we look at Jesus on that cross, my God, when we look at Jesus being mocked and scorned, When we look at Jesus being whipped, when we look at Jesus, that he was sitting on the right hand of the Father, he was in heaven, but he came down here for each and every one of us. When we see the blood, even before he came, they could put the blood on the doorpost. And death had to pass it by. When he was bruised and whipped for every one of us, someone says the death angel didn't pass by. But what we need to remember is that many of those that have been what I call raptured to be with God would not turn around one nanosecond and say, send me back down there with them. If anything, they're praying and interceding for us and worshiping and in agreement with Jesus that we should be as blessed as they are to make it in. On that day of judgment, will God see the blood? On that day that we stand before God, will we see anger and unforgiveness Or will he see that you were angry, but that you sinned not? And that you said, God, I'm not making excuses for what I'm feeling. But what I'm saying is, God, I forgive thine my unforgiveness. That you're saying, God, I'm angry and I don't want to sin. But God, this is bigger than Sheila. 
like you allowed me to ask the three questions, God. And I really, really, really want to know, God. I really, truly want to know. I'm not talking about nowhere else, but in Chicago. Can we murder people over and over and over again and get away with it because it's caused an accident? How many families have turned away from God or even rejected God because of the laws of this world and this city and, and this nation that disregards Life, such as the right for abortions and things of that sort. Or in this case, the right to murder someone with your vehicle and have it called an accident. But what about the families? What about the loved ones that were left behind? I'm asking God that when our hearts and our minds and our total beings are overwhelmed because we don't understand the things that he allows. We accept it, but our hearts are overwhelmed because of the human nature and the humanity that he's given us to feel and to have compassion. God, teach us how to pray for those people who lost their grandmother, who lost their mother, their aunts, their uncles, their grandfathers, their children, their nieces, their nephews, their cousins, their husbands, their wives. Teach us how to pray for them. Teach us how to intercede for them like we've never done before. Because as we were angry and sinning not, God was saying, pray for that person that's experiencing what you've experienced in the past, present, and in the future. So on today, although God has blessed me to know that I'm still on the road to his perfecting and his complete healing and wholeness and that I have not completely been healed from anger yet, but that he's using it to not only make me more humble in realizing that uh uh-huh, it's still in there. I know you thought it was gone. I know you thought you were ready to move on to the next stage, but Cecilia is still there. It had you thinking that the few victories that you had was confirmation that you were whole. So when God allowed the court this week What really made it hard was that the continuation is on my birthday. So just like I remember the 911 for today, I said, God, every time I have a birthday, I put on the cake in memory to my parents, my mom and my dad. And now when I have these birthdays, I'll still put them on my cake. I said, but now I'm going to remember on my birthday that I'm sitting in a courtroom where there's a man that murdered my sister through vehicular manslaughter. smiling, laughing, and enjoying life. 
at the expense of my sister's being eradicated. His vehicle might be fixed now, or whoever's vehicle. But everything, he's going to have an opportunity to live. God, help me to pray for his salvation. God, help me to pray for his joy. God, help me to pray for his peace. God, help me to pray for him to have some type of remorse about, as my nephew says, running through the red light and taking his grandmother. If you could have seen his face, that you could have seen the joy on his face in the courtroom. Even though I don't know what I expected. I think I expected, as the songwriter said, remorse, an apology, something. There. It was like there was no life lost through his behavior and disregard for human life. I'm asking God for that same person. Save them. Use them for your glory. I accept what you allow because this anger right here. Ah, God, I'm In Jesus' name, can someone please close out the service and pray for us. Praise God. Praise God. Lord, we thank you for your word on today, for your servant. We ask you, God, all those listening and all those who will listen, to pray for her. To pray for her, God. To help her, Jesus. To let go of the anger and to grab hold to you. Because you're the only one that can ease this pain, that can heal this broken heart. You're the only one that can calm the waves of grief when they come. You're the only one who can heal her and give her exactly what she needs. You're the one, God. Help her to look to you, not on the faces of those around her, not Oh, Lord, not on the enemy, not on his tricks or his strategies, but to look to you, God, because vengeance, and we believe your word, it's settled in the heavens. We believe it, God, and we must hold to it. We can count on it because you said it. Help her to just seek you the more. To get closer to you, God. She needs you more than ever before, God. Help her and the family as they struggle with this thing. This vicious thing. This consuming thing. God, we ask you to take it. Take it, God. Do what only you can do. We don't even know what to do with it. But we bring it to you, we put it on the altar, and we ask you to handle it, God. This is God's business. This is God's business. And we place it on you. We place this family on you. We ask you to touch their hearts, their minds, and their spirits. Strengthen them and encourage them. Help them to take just one knowing that. They can do it because of you and in your strength and not in their own. Help us all to remember that. We can't do this thing alone. (laughs) We can't expect justice and fairness from the world, but we can count on you 
and your word, and we'll hold fast to it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Heal the broken heart, God. Heal the broken heart. Psalm 147 and 3. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. Thank you for your word, God. Let us hold fast to it, knowing that your word will not return to you void, but it will accomplish that for your love. Thank you for your healing. Thank you for your bandages. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, God. Well, listeners, we got a mighty word today, so apply that part of it that you can to your personal experience. Hold fast to it. You should if you don't have a daily time of prayer where you meet God in an intimate place and you ask him to simply look on you, his dear child, and have mercy. We thank you, God, for your grace. And we ask you, Lord, to continue to bless Apostle Alexis Cecilia. Kaiser and bless all those ministers associated with Smile 3E Ministry. We ask you to bless all the listeners and we ask you to help us to grow your ministry. They will be mature in the spirit. So as we close out today, we'll ask you to tune in on tomorrow evening for Blog Talk Radio as well as Facebook for our Monday night program, which is aired at 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Monday. Listen in. This Monday is our second Monday, and... We will hear the word from one of your servants. If not, Pastor Servant Troy Thomas, then we will hear that person who God will put in place for us to feed our souls and to encourage our hearts and our minds. Friday night, where Smile 3E is broadcast at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time and 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where Minister Sylvia um, Kaiser Wright is our host. And again, please pray for her as she continues to be healed and she goes from strength to strength because healing children's bread. And we can look to God and expect to see him move in her life, in the life of all those who believe. And please join us again next Sunday at this time for Smile 3E, which begins at 9.30 Central Standard Time and 10.30 Standard Time. Let God lead you as you go through this week. And remember our foundational scripture, Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. In all these things, everything that you need will be added unto you. God bless you and keep you. And remember to trust God more. Be blessed. Amen. Amen. And amen.